Oh, hello there, and welcome to the second episode of the Green Ancestors podcast, a podcast in which I delve into what our ancestors did or what they believed when it came to climate justice before the advent of colonization. In the first episode, I interviewed Dr. Ignatius Mabasa, and we should talked about cultural norms uh, using things such as uh, idioms called tsumo and uh, things of that nature, pro- proverbs and and um, you know other other forms of communication to ensure that people engaged in the appropriate behavior. Also the use of taboos and uh, that episode is available all over the place. So you can check it out on Spotify, you can check it out on um, Apple Podcasts and all those other places. In this second episode, I talked to cultural practitioner and writer as well as storyteller. He's also a poet and a critic, Tinashe Mochuri. We explore the importance of religion and ideologies around religion, particularly in the Shona culture, when it came to preservation of the environment. I had a wonderful chat with him, and this is all part of territorialization of uh, issues around climate justice, climate action, to make sure that we understand what our ancestors did, maybe some of the things we can accept, we can adopt now, or things that, well, we really can't do anymore because it's still not appropriate. Uh, this podcast is brought to you with the help of the wonderful people at African Crossroads. Okay, okay. so hey, uh, th- thank you so much for doing this. Um, uh, so in the first episode, I talked about how, I know you listened to it uh, with Dr. Ignatius uh, Mabasa. Yes, I did. So I, I want to ask, um, because uh, some people will say our ancestors were not people who actually did anything but just talk. Is that true? Um, no, it's not true. Because the, most of our people don't understand our ancestors and what our ancestors were like in their thoughts, in their ethos, in their ethics, uh, in everything that they did or that they were doing during their time. So it is because of lack of knowledge that uh, we bash our ancestors for not knowing a lot of things or not understanding the environment. Because our ancestors used to live together very well in a mutual way with the nature. So today we're gonna explore a couple of ways that they did that. Uh, you, so when you talk about ethics, uh, tell me about the ethics of, of, of them living with nature. Uh, when we look at uh, uh, this issue of ethics, it's actually the character of the people and the way they lived together with the nature, the way they lived together with trees, the way they managed to live in the bushes, even in the caves but he is surviving together with wild animals and without uh, any conflicts, or if the conflicts were there, they were just minimal. And most, in most cases, you'll find that uh, if they were to be beaten by snakes, it was because they had crossed the path of the snakes. And if they were to be killed by animals, by, uh, for example, lions, it is because they would have moved or uh, strayed in the kingdoms of the wild animals. Because 
in the past, if you see a group of animals, you were not allowed to go near that group of animals. You were not allowed to be, uh, or to uh, go through a group of animals. You were supposed to go around away from the animals. These were some of the ethics that were there in the past that actually sustained our ancestors' life and love for nature and life that never was disturbed by the wild animals. So um, I'll give the example of the Shona. I was reading uh, Taringa recently in 2006. So there was a causal yeah. connection between um, mo uh, moral conditions as a community and the physical environment. Uh, how did that yeah. work in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a practical way? Um, you, you know, the connection is like, um, you know, when, when you see different types of animals, you will know or understand that something is going to be happening. So there was communication between people and nature. For example, muna kaona shukukuviri, kanyoka kaya kanonzi, kana masiso, kana kutikano, in English, it is called a worm. But there is danger somewhere. If someone hears Matendera or those birds which produce orchestra sounds during the early hours of the morning, or, for example, when it is raining, not soft rain for quite a long, or showers for quite a long um, time or for days, the day that a crow uh, cries, that's the day that the sun will rise and you will see it, it will be visible. Saka, kakutimuno, anoziva, nekuona, kuita kwemuka kuchitaura navapenywa norarama kuti izvi ndo zvakuda kuitika this is something that is about to happen when you hear a crow uh, cries you know that the sun will be seen will be visible the clouds will clear on that particular day so a lot of what inspired my um, my 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 interest in this particular topic is the concept of Afrocentrism, which is um, that Africans must determine their reality and the worldview, and uh, also the, Afro, the word the, the origins of an Afro, Afrocentric worldview are found in traditional African history before the advent of European and Arab influence. So when we look at that, um, would you agree then that a lot of what uh, was the connection of the religious connection between uh, people and the land, for example, was, was decimated to a large extent by uh, Western influence? Um, I agree to that assertion or to that notion. You know why I agree? Because when you look at us, Savanuatema, especially the Shona people, they say, uh, if something bad happens or you were trying to start something and it failed, they will tell you, Ivuraramba, 
What is Ivraramba? Ivraramba is actually the spirits. The ancestors have refused to give you something. The spirits have refused to, uh, to allow you to do something. So our ancestors are our soil. So the soil is to us, our ancestor. And this is the reason why you'll find that uh, we were not allowed to cut down trees indiscriminately or randomly. Uh, there were certain trees that, they were, that were not allowed to cut down. If you cut down such a tree, you were going to be charged by the king or um, by Samana. Orosakuwaka, who was who is now equivalent to a to a village head these days. So every time you cut a certain tree, that is not allowed for you to cut it down. You were charged and you were made to pay. If you continue doing that, you were chased away from that community because you were going against the norms and values of the spirits of that place. And the other thing is that when you go out hunting, you are actually going to ask the spirits who have control over that bush or that forest. You ask it for permission or for guidance and protection while you are in the forest so that you will have a better hunt in that forest and get whatever you want to get. Now, look at it now. When the white people came or the Western civilization came, it created what we call concentrated settlement. And the concentrated settlement does not re, uh, respect uh, life or love for nature. It will separate the person from nature. It will separate you from nature. So it separated us from nature. We are no longer part of nature and nature is no longer part of us. We are now living in urban areas where we are far away from nature. And the nature is now controlled by the Western civilization. And mostly you will find that all those areas were controlled by white people. So they take us away from our spirituality. They take us away from our connection with the spirits. They take us uh, away from our love with nature. And that relationship, a cordial relationship between human beings and the nature of our the indigenous people has become disconnected, discredited, and um, destroyed. So we no longer have that connection. This is why you find that we cannot speak to nature and nature sometimes cannot speak to us. And you can see that we now have more conflicts between nature and human beings. So one thing that many people don't know, and I'd like you to tell me, uh, tell me more about it, is the aspect that our ancestors, I mean, it, it looks like it's something new nowadays, especially in places like Zimbabwe and Harare to be in particular, the protection of wetlands. Yes. Yeah, yeah you can see in, in, in the past, you were not allowed to build anything, Monika, which is a valley, Oro, Mudafanya, 
mudete mudefe eh, mudoro mujakwi we were not allowed to build anything in those areas because that's where they were they they the ancestors know that uh, or knew that in those places that's where we find our water which is very clean we were not allowed to do anything that will that will pollute the water even you you find that even cattle they were not they were not allowed to drink uh, in places like that they were taken to the river not to those places boys and girls they would play but they will not be allowed to uh, straddle in those areas why because you find that that's where kunogara nyoka dzinonzi idzo mungu dzine dzichitandara nama touch kaikoko nezvimwe zvipukanana zvakasiyana siyana and because of that do kunogara futa again because remember our shona people believe in the um, uh, me, me water marine, marine spirits so that's most of these uh, wetlands were associated with water marines and because they uh, the shona people believe in water marines they would not allow anyone to mess with those water marines because they would bring the water marines would bring talents they will do healing on certain diseases so that this is the reason why you find that the diseases that were there during that time uh, it was rare to find a disease that could be uncurable because the water marines will go and find um or those who those who are possessed by the water marines would be able to go in those valleys in the wetlands to source heads that will be able to treat or to heal any sickness but nowadays you'll find that we have destroyed wetlands for example uh, the, the the city of arare if you look at the city of arare it was actually constructed on a wetland and the whole of city arare is a wetland who decided to build city of arare on a wetland this is the foreigner, the, the pioneer column. They come and desecrated our once valued sacredness spaces. And for us, as we look around, we are continuing again now, destroying this, the smallest species of wetlands that have been remained. Because some of us, in our own imagination or in our own minds, we don't understand the value of these wetlands. We think they are valueless. We, we, we will be only able to realize when we are affected by this issue of climate change, when we will be having woes for water, when water runs away. And you can notice this, that some of us are starting to realize that. When you go to this uh, location that is being built by a bank near Kwazana uh, roundabout, you discover that they're actually putting tanks there, water tanks there, so that people will have water stored in tanks, preparing that in the future, we will have water problems, excessive water problems in Harare because of how 
we have been settled because of how uh, we were nurtured by the, the modern civilization that does not respect nature, that does not respect our relationship with nature and our love with nature and the sacredness of nature and the spirituality of nature or divine of nature. Uh, okay, so I started speaking without unmuting there. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, what's the name? Chukuoko, Chukuoko wrote in, uh, in one of the um, analysis that imperialism bequeathed Africans with two main unforgettable experiences, namely the denial of African identity and the tendentious imposition of Western thoughts and cultural uh, realities and perceptions. Now, that, imp- that aspect of identity, I know you spoke about it a little bit earlier, uh, but a lot of the identity of, of, for, for Africans in the land, and particularly in Zimbabwe, uh, where you're quite knowledgeable about the Shona people, uh, the, 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 the connection between uh, the, 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 the intimacy and the connection between um, those who came before, before us was a religious connection. It was a spiritual connection. And it wasn't religion in the, in the Western ideology of religion where it's just prayer and so forth. But it was how the intimate relationship with nature was, wasn't it? Yes. Um, when, when you look at uh, religion, the, the modern one, you have to be uh, collectively, you have to collectively gather at a certain space. And then you do prayers, uh, certain days that are marked on a day. But remember, we have a day every week that we don't go to work on the lands. That was a day that we reserve for the communion with the Lord, for the communion with our ancestors. And that day is very special. The day that is called Chisi. Chisingarimi. Chisingarimi is the day that is very special for us because we raised so that we can communion with our ancestors. And on top of that, to add to that, you will discover that the other way that every day of a indigenous person is a communion with his or her ancestors and the ancestors will take those what you call prayers ahead or forward because every time when someone goes out to hunt they will go to chikula to talk to their ancestors chikula i am going out hunting please lead me so that I will not face any danger in the forest. When you get to the forest, you again ask the owners of that forest. And most of, in most cases, it is the spirits of the people who owns that land or who have been the first to settle that land. So you ask them, I have come to your forest, please, protect me. May you please allow me to get a game that is enough for my family to eat and or to survive off. And that is what you do. So, so you'll find that 
every time to those who say uh, there was no knowledge of worshiping. It's a lie. And those who say people did not know any other religion, any way of a religion. It's a lie again. It's only that people only gather to do such prayers or to worship when there is need, especially uh, during uh, times where there is mkwerera uh, or when they are beaters. You see, when they're asking for something from their people, from their ancestors to, 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 to protect them when there is sickness in the family, when there is uh, droughts in the community, all these gatherings were specifically for certain things. We were not gathering only to do prayers like what we do now, where we have a priest who will preach to us. In the past, no one would do that, but everyone will be able to know what is supposed to be done because the house of mother was actually the temple from which the young people will learn about their ancestors, the importance of about their ancestors, the importance of uh, the most high Musikavan, all was taught in the kitchen. And when you grow up a little bit as a boy, you also get that information from Every time you meet elders, you clap your hands. That clapping of hands, you are actually telling the elders that I respect you. And they will also take that worship, form of worship to the next person. And this is what happens every day. So in the everyday life of a Shona person, they will be covered by divine and they will be doing things of divine and their actions and characters will be defined in the uh, environment of divine. This is how a religion was con uh, connected to the Shona people, which is far much different from this one. That's where you wait to be told that there is God by someone else. And you only wait for that person to preach to you and not make you really understand and take it to be part of you. In Shona or in the Shona community and culture, you will take that divine to be part of you. You will be part of your ancestors and the ancestors will be part of you because you, every day you walk with the name or the totem you are carrying those divine uh meanings one of the things that fascinates me about uh beliefs is that uh ownership of land uh, uh, in, in in essence was that land should not be exploited and that people are only uh stewards manning it on behalf of the ancestors. And so why I mentioned that this is important, most of the time, the living things that uh, most people think of are the total of the animals that as represented by totems, uh, but also rocks and water bodies and mountains were also classified as living beings. Why was that important? Um, you come again? I'm, 
I said uh, the last part of the question. So rocks, water bodies, and mountains are also per personified as living beings and not just dead objects. Why was that important? Yeah. Um, you know, when we, when we talk of soil, people feel that uh, where we put our footprints is actually the soil. The soil is not only where we put our footprints, but it is everything that grows out of soil where our ancestors can go and raise and take shape, or where our ancestors can actually sit or possess. This is the reason why you find that there were certain trees, they would protect all those wells because they know that in those wells they reside our ancestors. They would take a lot of care of the soil or the grass, the trees. And there are certain trees where people would go and worship their ancestors uh, through their ancestors. They would worship through their ancestors. For example, Muhacha, Ukawani Kawateba Muhacha, Yaitua Mosa in Rombe, Yokutua Tema Tenderi, Kanakuti, Zimbabwe, Panosikiwa, Melan, Washindo Chema, Namsikawan. So you will have done a very, very taboo thing to cut a Muhacha tree or to cut Mufura tree, Wamunoti Amarula. Anu. You were not allowed to cut Mubumira. You were not allowed to cut Mukute. All these trees were forbidden for anyone to cut. You were not even allowed to cut a fruit tree because right iwo kana ukatema muti wapinzawa numunzara. Nokuti muti wu unoponisawa numunzara. Ndiko saka makore enzara wanu wachizonzika kutubari kutika hacha. Hakusu kungo kutika hacha chete ukazitari sa zinenge zaka wanda mungorele enzara kudarika zumezo nusese. Chiri chinenge chichirela ipapo utorizo mchere chedzo kwa jinji. Pamano zona zaka wanda wano zawati gorelo rokuni enzara. Saka wano chengeteza miti yao they will protect those trees from, you know, from being cut down by anyone because they, they knew that it will uh, save them from hunger and starvation. And this is how the spiritual world connected, connect with the people. It goes through the trees, during fruition, during different times, or even when the tree is flowering, people will actually notice it. Ah, Marua kata ya zaakadai, zaakata ya kwakat. It means something is not right. Well, one, one, one tree that I found very, uh, or oh, one term that I came across that was very in interesting is Marambotemwa, where, <laughs> the, tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we say Maramba Kutemia, Maramba Kutemia, mostly, if you look at it, it is a sacred space or a sacred forest. Uh, 
that refuses that refuses to be destroyed which means anyone who goes there trying to cut down trees in that forest will not be able to fall any tree with the moment that they want to cut the tree it means that they will go missing or they went missing and because of that Nitiri kokuwa itemi, nechiko nzeero chokuti, nitiyose ukatasami, nitiyose yoyo ilimuramba kutemwa, kana tumasangwa anonzimaraba kutemwa, uh, those sacred species. Pamsoro pechiko mochacho, panenge pakavibwa mazishe, vanu vanore mekezwa. Panenge pakavibwa masikiro ne mondoro, vanu vanore mekeza, vanore mekezwa. Saka masango iwayo anenga chenda kuruizi, Kuneinda mondoro zishindo ngamfura. Shapaya pa uno zonzi kwa wani wachimba wachiti. Zino mwamuna sare. Sare uyari kutaurwa. Asi sare mwumwe chete. Inzizi zakawanda. Sakavani wani nga wachitaro wati the lions or the spirit of the lions goes to the river to drink water from there. So, now, mabushes or these forests are protected by the spirits of the people who were interred or buried in that uh, tunnel above cannot in the caves. Sakano kudaro vazimu ava cannot mondoro izi. Dobzinenge tichi protect takana kuchengete zasango iroro kutirisa tema nukuti musango umuduoma vacha famba namo vachienda kundomu wakuruizi. Sakavano damu mvuri wemiti so this is why uchinswa masangwa nonzi maramba kutemwa haangurambi kutemwa asine kudako kuti akatois kwapo kuti achengeteze mumvuri unochengeta vaya vedu vakaenda kare ancestors edu so our ancestors will be protecting it and also the most high will be around that space ndosa kwa chona hivyo ni mazuano wanoenda kuzitendero ziriko mazuano wanoda kukuira makomoewa ya noyera because they feel that it is the easiest or the shortest way to communicate with God and there is also the shortest way for the Holy Spirit to, to come down to them and talk to them and discuss issues or talk to them and tell them about certain things that will be coming over them. Bochi konzero ichocho, nukivano utoziva, kutipawaru kuyenda uko, nukumita kutipawagone kutawura na msikawano, nukutipaduze, pejgo, pejgo, nukuti mzimbo yoyo, mzimbo yomu yeya. So, other than the aspect of people uh, who are who are the ancestors walking through and they need the shade and protection, I love the fact that when you're really looking at it from a practical point of view, these trees yeah. also prevent soil erosion and sedimentation of water sources, thereby ensuring a sustainable environment, environmental usage, isn't it? Yeah. Um, from, from a practical point of view, when you look at uh, most forests that are called Marambakutema, you will discover that uh, there is a certain fruit tree that is found in plenty in that area. 
sometimes unotogona nguru mujanje saka uri kuramba kutemwa mujanje uyu nechikonzere chokuti muri kuchengeterwa chikafu nokuti kana chekurya ichichikashaikwa hamuzochiwani makore enzara imiti michero iyi inoita kuti musafane nzara chechipiri the second thing is that this bush or forest is being protected for the wild animals to find something to eat on. Remember, every time when we see a baboon, we start to think about our ancestors because it is always it always symbolizes our great great ancestors. Now, if you cut down those fruit trees, it means the ancestors will go away from you and the baboons cannot be seen or the monks cannot be seen near you. So these places are protected so that you'll have a continuous connection with your ancestors. And the third thing is cutting down tree, it means that it will, if those trees are, are, are destroyed, it means the river will silt and after siltation the mondorozi will not have a space to drink and this will also affect the living so this the forest is being protected for those who are gone who are not gone because they are still with us and the living so that they will always continue continuously have a supply of water which is not disturbed even during the drought seasons that's the practical part of it so okay, given that sort of uh, scenario where uh, so when when we when we uh, look at the 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 the, 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 the aspect of our um, the, the thing that you've told me a lot of the, the times young people nowadays would be like, yeah, you know, these things were just people making up things and it was religion and so forth. But what I'm picking up here, some of the new world concepts, such as a person having individual property that they own or whatever the case may be, uh, do not particularly serve the people of that particular area, do they? They they sort of like are focused on having a less intimate relationship with the with the world, and which is sort of in a strange way where the world is, is the global north is beginning to appreciate that we need to have a very close and spiritual relationship with Mother Nature. Yes, um, you know. One thing that is important and uh, one thing that we need to look at is uh, how we can restore our love for nature. And uh, for, uh, for example, you know what, um, this very funny thing, we say the soil, Kuchirungu Tnoti Shi, Kurewa Kutindiamai, in our Shona culture, it is taboo to see your mother, your naked mother. But unfortunately, for Earth, people are actually undressing him, which means that we are undressing our mother. And when you undress your mother, what happens later is that you have a lot of misfortunes. You meet a lot of misfortunes. 
uh, putting danger your life, putting danger everyone that is uh, associated with you. So this is what we are doing. But what I uh, what I what I may say that the world need to do is to go back to Mother Nature and dress our mother. We need to clothe her. We need to plant trees. We need to protect the wetlands. We, we don't need to cut those sacred trees. We need to protect even the, 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 the rock formations that we are destroying right now. I understand you know what I'm saying, that people are destroying a lot of uh, rock formations around the country, and they are doing it randomly. They don't even care about the sacredness of those places. And at the end of the day, when the misfortunes befall us, that's when we start to, to cry and say, oh, uh, uh, what can we do? How can we do But we will have destroyed ourselves and we will have destroyed the connection. Araka kosha nukuti ivu do mzimu wedu, ivu do msikawe, do msikiwedu, kana tisi na ivu, tisi nga chengete zivu, kanaka, tiriku sipara zai supachezu kana tisi nga chengete ziniti, nemakomo, tichawia isu, tichizofufu, kwa nemepo, zimbaze du zichipara zwa, cherongua yangonika, mepo kufamba, ino bayazi zipara zwa, tosara tisi na chatinacho, the cyclones that we are mourning or crying about right now, when they come in the next um, century or in the next decades, when we are done with these mountains that are covering us, it will be a great disaster for us. So we need to be very, very careful and go back and reflect about what we need to do, how we should Lord, our mother land. Oh, there's a there's a term that has grown a lot of prominence recently. It's the concept of Ubuntu. Uh, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier in what I'm going to ask next, but it, it is true also that Ubuntu or Ubuntu um, was more than human to human, but it's also human to nature and community, wasn't it? Yes. Um, Ubuntu, uh, you, I am because you are and we are, you know, that thing actually connects with us. You can only be no, no, hana ume unu, and umu iwo wo, umu umu kwa. Nisa, Wongo sarja wende chete ndo zoenda na zokumba. Ndiko sakawai nzika na uchivina. It is not allowed to kill a lactating animal 
Kama ukaona muka ichi ya nisa Awiburangi Azibumirwi Nekuba kukuti Uninga waparadza ramangwana Sakana izozo Ndiyo sakatanga tisingatobi Kutikunyange bela na maduku yafe Nekutikana lafa tairi wadze wazikuru Kama mkazi ariku ya nisa Zaitiru wadza nekutiru wadzi sisa Kama mzimai anelumbu Zimotiru wadza wazikuru kana chikatonzi kwa hachirewa Nekuda kwa kutintiru wazimu humu That is Ubuntu We should protect these animals that are lactating We should protect the young ones of the, and the wild We should protect the fruit, fruit trees this is part of Ubuntu. We should protect nature for nature to protect us because we are connected with nature and the nature is part of us. We are part of nature. That's why it was taboo to do anything that is wrong when you are in the forest. That's why it was taboo to kill the younger ones or the young ones of the animals. It was very, very, very taboo. But today, you find that uh, people are just killing animals indiscriminately, randomly. They don't even think about to pro no, think about protecting them. They just kill because they want to eat. Because those animals are also rare in their in their communities. Because they have been moved away by these uh, concentrated villages, the concentrated urban settings. There's moved away all the animals that were supposed to protect us that was supposed to give us shelter. Some of them would actually build shelter for us, and some will actually build shelter for other animals. And this is what this relationship, this cordial relationship, was the most important thing. And that relationship has been destroyed because we no longer live together with nature, but we are in separate ways, separated by the modern civilization. So in your view, um, we have to declare that Afrocentricity doesn't say that we reject any, every Western ideology. This uh, podcast is focused fundamentally on uh, what our ancestors yeah, yeah. used to do and uh, the, the, the positives of it and how, of course, to talk about uh, aspects such as about Zimu, how they, 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 the ancestors used to protect uh, were the yeah. people we were uh, taking care of the environment for. The, the question that is there is, in your opinion, how much of this is being um, practiced still uh, in, in Zimbabwe? For example, I know of the, uh, of, um, the, 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 the uh, I'm just trying to remember, I put down on the nose, the, to this day, Chivaku uh, uh, village in Buhera cannot cut a muhacha tree without permission from the headman. So there are aspects that are still being um, that are still being followed today, aren't there? 
Um, yes, I, I cannot say everything um, in every society or every community of the Shona people have actually abandoned everything or all of, of, of all those practices and norms and values that they used to do. But uh, they are still practicing them. For example, they are still observing Chisingarimi, uh, which is the Chisi day, either Thursday, Wednesday, or Friday, depending on the community uh, uh, around the country. Um, then the other thing, uh, you are you're talking about Moacha tree. Um, in Buera, they are not allowed to cut that tree before uh, telling the headman, and it is. Um, you see how strict it is. They've come to that realization after they've discovered that in Buera it is now like a desert because there are no more many trees there. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, there are not more hills in, the, in their area too. So because of that, they had to make sure that people can con cannot continue uh, indiscriminately cutting uh, trees and they also realize that Mohacha is actually sacred but if you go into other communities uh, for example people in Otazaka they are not allowed to cut down a tree a fruit tree in fact if you cut down a fruit tree which is a wild fruit tree you have to, uh, to pay or you will be charged no matter it is the, uh, at your home or in your field, you don't have power over it. If it is disturbing your field, you have to ask the village head that you want to cut a certain tree, but you will only allow it to cut the branches and not to fell the tree. So these are some of the things that are being uh, held or practiced. And the other thing is that uh, they go to mountains for Querera, um, uh, they are still practicing that in Querera. They are still practicing, some are still practicing the new food, um, you know, in Bewi, Chaya. Some are also still practicing the Kublesa Bewi or Kupambewi, Kuwazimu, Kutiwa Goita, Kutikuanikwe Gora, Kanaka. They are still doing that. And some are also doing Mapira and Kuwa Gua. They are still practicing that. But if you look at Mapa, Atanga Chitauraya, not my wetlands, uh, they are being destroyed. And uh, this is uh, because most people are no longer taking the worship through the ancestors. They are now taking it through Jesus Christ. And the way that is being that it is being done is no longer in a proper way. Uh, you also look at Ishe, Rukufute, Romana, because it was supposed to be Mundo Ibapasi, Pevukana Raibapasi, 
then there is connection between the the, the, the the born child and the and his ancestors or her ancestors. But now, uh, uh, just, just, Jibuti, you know, just just yeah. for the sake of those who don't know what that is, would you say you say it in Shona? In English, what would it be called? Urukufute. Yeah. Urukufute is actually, you know, this code. Uh, what do you call that? The um, umbilical cord. That joins the mother and the umbilical cord. But when it for the other piece between um, uh, where it is cut and where it is tied, when it falls down, when it falls down, uh, it is supposed to be buried somewhere in a protected place where no one is allowed to see it when you are burying it there. Because it's the spiritual connection between the living and the dead. But you know, nowadays some people, yes, they, they just take the piece of the umbilical cord and flush it off through the, the toilet. This was just a good flush and toilet. And this one, there is no longer a shit. You pay you, you know, stop for us. You know, 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 you you find them being stubborn things and not even obeying the orders of the elders and disturbing the harmony and peace in the community. This is caused by those some of the taboo things that we do, thinking that we are now more civilized than those of the past. What uh, I do <laughs> want to ask um, now here before we go is. Now, okay. how, what can be done? Uh, because this part of, in terms of climate justice, uh, I think that uh, the, uh, there's a, a lot of work that needs to be done to protect those communities that will be the most affected, especially, uh, as you say, if the wetlands are not going to work, work as they're supposed to, uh, it is the communities that do not, that have the least that will be affected. And you talked about uh, in the, was it Bikita or Buhera, sorry, where it's turned into a desert and so forth. Uh, surely this is, there's a lot of this indigenous knowledge uh, um, systems that can still be preserved and can still be taught. What is your suggestion to make sure that people um, you know, know about these things and get a, a, a greater connection to the uh, to to Mother Nature. Um, there is need for awareness creation. There is need for advocacy. There is need for lobbying. Uh, there is also need for practical things like planting trees. But uh, sometimes it's not just planting tree. It's, it's about taking care of those trees. Well, some people will tell you that uh, we are going to plant trees. We plant trees and forgot about those, uh, those trees that they have planted. And some will die because of lack of water and other things. So even though the day they are not doing things, but they are just going there to dump trees. So we, we don't want people who dump trees. We want people who plant trees. And trees that are suitable for the areas that are that are uh, where they are being planted. Because sometimes you find that people take the trees and just uh, plant them in an area where they cannot grow, where the environment is not favorable for them. So we need all these things. And we need to protect the mountains. We need to protect those rock formations. We need to protect the, the, the wetlands. 
um, uh, especially the issue of wetlands, we need to protect them as yesterday because that is our source of clean water. Um, if we continue destroying them, we will have a lot of diseases that will affect us. And it's not good for us, it's not good for our health. So we need to protect them. We need to protect the rock formations, not because they are beautiful, but because they, they have a role to play in protecting us from wild winds, from violent winds. So it's very important for us to do that. And we need to have um, that relationship. We we'll go back and have a relationship. Don't just uh, do things on the soil as if um, we don't know what we are doing, especially the mining where you dig everywhere. We need to stop that and to have a properly managed mining system that will have uh, will show love for our nature. If we do that, I tell you, uh, we will be able to minimize the effects of climate change. But if we continue practicing what we are doing right now, we will leave a, um, a lot of disasters to our next generations. Because at the moment, we are actually borrowing from the future. We are not we are not investing in the future. So we must stop borrowing from the future and invest for the future to have happiness, harmony, peace among themselves. So before you go, um, where can people find your work? What are you working on? Uh, I know you got a book uh, and stuff like that. What else? Uh, just get, tell us where people can find you. Um, um, they can find me on Facebook. That's is Tinashe Muturi. They can find me on um, on my blog. Uh, that is um, uh, Mudarara Tinashe Muturi dot blogspot dot com. Uh, they can find me. I think on uh, LinkedIn, where is Tinashe Muturi again. And uh, on different other blogs where I uh, post some of my of my writings, and I, I also have uh, um, written about uh, three books. The first one is called Shibarabada, which is a Shona novel. It's called uh, by critics an anti novel. And um, the second one is Shifuyo uh, Nevanavaso, and the third one is um, that was uh, published last year, 2020. Uh, it's called Antimazita. Cool. So uh, I know in your other in your other life you are a poet. Uh, yes. Uh, any performances or anything happening in that regard? Um, are you saying now or in the future? Yeah, in the future. Um, um, actually, I'll be I'll, I'll be telling stories. I think um, um, in um. In, a, in, a, in about uh, four days from now, where I'll be talking to the kids about a certain story that I was um, commissioned to tell um, somewhere at a primary school in Rua. And um, I, I, I am planning to have um, a record on, um, or, or a, an album on uh, poetry, performance poetry, where I'll be you know, churning it out. And I'm also doing... Um, I'm thinking and uh, planning to have um, uh, an album of uh, uh, stories 
um, for children to actually learn and understand about uh, our indigenous knowledge systems. Uh, for example, I'm looking at um, uh, Imbayamai because you know, kitchen, poetry that will be good for me and on the second uh, i i've been told that um, is a commemoration for albert uh, for not for albert it's for uh, charles mungoshi uh, where i will be speaking there a busy man indeed, Nashim Shuri. Thank you very much for 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 this uh, sharing so much knowledge. Very important knowledge, and as far as uh, indigenous knowledge systems are concerned. I went to tender school. And did Yeah, to tender school. Ningwa So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was a cultural practitioner and writer as well as storyteller and poet and critic. You can see in the sinews of a lot of what he said. And when he broke into Chishona, if you understand the language, and sometimes even if you can feel the language and its texture, and I was like, yes, this is this is what this is what I came for. This is what I signed up for when I said I wanted to get involved in storytelling. Uh, because it, a lot of things get lost in translation. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that um, a lot of the things that he said um, in Shona, he also said in English. So you, if you don't understand Shoshana, you won't miss, you won't have missed out much because he repeats uh, some of the ideologies in in English. Um, but my big takeaway is how our ancestors were intimate with nature. They were. They believe that they and nature were one and looking at rocks and mountains and um, and were also seen as part of the intimacy that we have with with uh, with the environment so if you were intimate with it because of religious practice whether you thought it's because of your relationship with god your relationship with with the ancestors whatever it is what you knew is that you were just a caretaker on behalf of the ancestors after they'd taken care of them taken care of the of the environment before and and i'm hoping this is something that we can do um going forward that every time you think of throwing a piece of paper on the ground it's little actions like that that we forget about sometimes you've got to think about it and say look i can't do this because it it is disrespectful to those who came before and did not do that and of course there are things that we'll need to just unlearn and um, maybe among us, we need to start having an intimate relationship with the, with the earth, so as to understand ourselves from the perspective of us being one with the world. Might be worth exploring. I certainly think it is. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, get in touch with me on Twitter at Quidiai, and also remember to follow African Crossroads on African Crossroad on, on Twitter. Check them out also on Instagram. Always exciting things that's happening there. And they have been responsible for my storytelling in this regard. One more episode is coming up in two weeks. Otherwise, take care of yourself. And as, as I always say from where I come from, my name is Larry Quidiai. I see you. Take care of yourself. Yeah.